0: It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show, being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well,
1: good day. Here we are in Buckhead with a beautiful day. And as always, the good days are beautiful here today. We've got some specials for you. I'm Michael Moore. I'm coming to you as the courtesy of the Buckhead Business Association, as well as Pro Business Channel. And we've got a very special guest today. Many of you know that we've got a new mayor in Atlanta, but we've got one of the older, more distinguished mayors with us today. And he's here
0: because he's written us a new book. Everybody's got a book in their life or a life in their book, right, Sam? Yes, but now <laughs> let's correct it immediately. I didn't write this. I commissioned someone to do so who's a professional author, and uh, I'm the subject of the book. Well, you, not the you author. know,
1: those stories are important, and I'm glad you were able to give us all the stories. Now, one of your roles in life is to be the brand ambassador for Buckhead, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but thank you for clarifying
0: that you you are not the author of all these fine words, but you did you did experience them, right? <laughs> Uh, Yes, we told the stories. Uh, And uh, the lady who later became my wife, uh, not because of this, but uh, because of her wealth of knowledge, Uh, she made quite a contribution to the book. That's Sandra Gordy, now Sandra Marcel. But um, the gentleman who did author the book, Charles McNair, is uh, noted for uh, doing uh, more informal type works uh, novels actually so this doesn't read although it's a history book it doesn't read like one it's not full of of uh, dates and footnotes uh, type of thing it's a uh, it's more like a novel you read it and you can sit it down and come back to it and uh it's an easy read and a fun uh, book in my opinion
1: well let's tell the speed the, the listeners out there the name of the book is play it again sam and that's a, really a notable life story for Sam Macell and he's told a lot of those stories but four different careers and I'm just not going to read through your bio because that'd be less interesting to people than the fact that we're going to kind of live through your life now you are a, a, a gentleman of some uh, decades of life
0: right well yes actually uh, this book takes you through my work ethic from nine to 90 <laughs> age nine <laughs> was when I was proprietor of Bud's Place which was a coca-cola stand at the corner of, of uh, Oakdale and North Decatur Road about four blocks from I mean four houses Uh, from where I lived uh, as a child and um Actually, I did so much business there. I got a second Coca-Cola stand and nailed them together. I, I had what they call a double wide, I guess. But uh, uh, that was at nine years of age, uh, now 90 years of age, still working, now managing the Buckhead Coalition, a nonprofit business civic uh, organization.
1: Yeah. Now, I understand Bud's, uh, Bud's Coke stand had a little challenge with the uh, municipalities of Atlanta
0: with their, their business licensing, wasn't it? Yes, actually, uh, they felt I was getting, uh, bigger than my pants, I guess. And, uh, told me I had to have a business license, but it wasn't zoned for business, of course. <laughs> so that was the end of that career. Well, you know, you, you,
1: you were an opportunist, Sam. You would, I heard you tell the story about your margins. Your margins were pretty good on Cokes back in those days, weren't they?
0: Yes, actually. Coca-Cola company, uh, the bottling company had a truck that would deliver uh wooden cases uh, with twenty four bottles each at three cents a bottle, and I'd sell them for five cents a bottle and uh, My only overhead was um, some young friends of mine who would deliver uh in the neighborhood uh, circulars uh, from mailbox to mailbox advertising ice cold cooks
1: so you were delegating quite well and you had a you had a good clientele of regulars, I'm sure.
0: Well, there was some workmen <laughs> nearby that uh, were a very profitable uh, part of the business. Well, I appreciate that. Now, you, you know, you basically you grew up in the era of the, prior to driving
1: Miss Daisy there in Druid Hills, and you very much love Atlanta. And of course, uh, the growth that we've seen here as a young man in your thirty in the in the thirties and forties, and then of course you made your mark there during World War II. As you uh, you like all of us good veterans, we served. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that transition of high school and some fun things you did here. I think those are important parts of the story that people need to know. Uh-huh.
0: Well, uh, I I did have a fun childhood, uh, (laughs) although I was uh, um, an introvert at the time, if you'd believe it, because I admit to having a big ego now and uh, (laughs) uh, taking on any challenge. How big uh, is that, (laughs) Sam? That faces me. (laughs) uh, But uh, I won't challenge uh, anything about my hands. uh, But um, the uh, period of uh, childhood took me through, and the book does, you know, the high school, uh, challenges. And, and in fact, uh, that's where I really got the political bug, I guess, in my beginning, although I was, um Lacking self-confidence at the time, a friend of mine was running for student body president and asked me to paint his signs. An (laughs) introvert can do that, and I did, and he got elected the president of the student body and turned around and said he was going to appoint me as treasurer of the student body, which I thought was ridiculous and didn't want and fought against, but he insisted, (laughs) and I undertook that uh, uh, challenge. And uh, frankly, Michael, I uh, did a good job with it, and uh, maybe I felt the power that it (laughs) An influence I had, not that I would uh, uh, withhold any funds from any of the uh, activities at the school, but uh, being the treasurer, I walked around with the checkbook and made decisions, and I never looked back. I, I got involved from that day on. In, uh, uh extracurricular activity in high school, then college, then the uh, business community, and finally, politics.
1: Well, I think the impeccable part of transparency, having not only good leadership, but good accountability, but an even keel. And I think that's one of the things that certainly when I read your book, it demonstrated to me, Sam, I guess I've, I have met you back in the 70s. Uh, as you were finishing your, your, first, your second tour of duty, I guess, as our mayor and, of course, having a successful real estate career. I know that real estate is very important to Atlanta. And in the studio today, we've got a commercial real estate observer who's, who's patterned in his life. You're a past president of the Buckhead Business Association. We've got the uh, – uh, I'm a past president also, as well as we have a young man who's be assuming the role this year to be the president of the Buckhead Business Association. So having continuity and transparency is important. But Alan Grayson, most people don't remember that name here in Atlanta, but it was the powerhouse commercial realtor back knows How did you get into real estate? and What made that such a
0: successful job stop for you? Well, actually, it's not hard to be successful in real estate in, it, in the Atlanta market. It's just <laughs> dynamite. It has been uh, all through my childhood and, and uh, since then. In fact, my father was in it. Uh, I was in it. My son now and my grandson That's now right. are in it. So uh, it's, it's something I highly recommend uh, to one and all. But um, in my case, uh, actually, I was uh, fresh out of college and uh, serving as chief of publications, that was a big title for a small <laughs> salary uh, for public for 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 an organization called the National Association of Women's and Children's Apparel Salesmen. I don't even have this in the book as <laughs> one of my four careers because it was only for a two-year uh, period. But it was during that uh, period that um, once I asked for a raise, uh, and my boss, uh, uh, Marshall Mantler, told me that he was going to fire me instead, which was quite a shock for a young guy <laughs> like me. I started defending myself, of course, and uh, it turned around uh, that he said, okay, I, if you want, I'll give you another $50 a month raise for the rest of your life, uh, but uh, it's time for you really to get out and make a real living. And that's when he forced me into real estate. He said, I'm going to call the Allen Grayson Realty Company and uh, make an appointment for you to have an interview which he did and I went there I got the job the first year Michael I paid more in, in <laughs> income tax uh, than he had paid me in salary but you know it's like um, isn't it a beautiful story it's like a, a bird uh, you know throwing his child out to fly uh, just forcing it and that's what he did and I've never uh, never looked happier. back that's right
1: well as you, you said your son's in commercial real estate I was interi- intrigued by some of the, the items in the book and you just brought one back to mind you got your your cohorts, your your assistants, and your associates there on Drew, in Druid Hills to hand out flyers for you. And then I re- remember one of the very special parts of the book when I I, I listened to the story about Steve uh, being helping in your elections as well as helping in your promotions and and really actively involving your family in the travel business. I mean, moving from politics to travel. And we'll go back to politics a minute, but Sam to travel the world and do the things you did uh, just absolutely amazing to grow an agency from zero to very much success and i want to compliment you on that brand selection do you realize what an expert you'd be now picking a brand name like sam macell your
0: travel, travel agent agents. sam macell. well uh <laughs> delta airlines was advertising constantly called delta or your travel agent so it sounded people thought i was advertising you know i had a lot of people say i heard your ad on radio i never used radio but that was okay with me wait a minute you're using it today <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, back then uh it was more than i could afford. <laughs> Uh, yes, it was uh, part of my lifestyle of branding, and I'm doing that today with the Bucket Coalition, branding this community. That's the reason we have that skyline out there is well, not what by did, chance.
1: Yeah, why do people call this a sleepy little bedroom community north of Atlanta? It doesn't look like that looking out our window.
0: Well, it didn't when it was started uh, or when it was uh, uh, identified as a community uh, instead of just an accumulation of, of uh, homes. Uh, it was sort of a, a, a second home place for some people in fact back at the dates uh when i was a child uh, well, certainly the allen
1: family have a, have a spot over on north side drive it's still a family concern uh, yes, there yes. it's
0: their lake house right yes that's true <laughs>
1: now how did buckhead come to be you said it was a sleepy little community and it's not that anymore but didn't the buckhead coalition have something to do with that
0: yes we actually uh together with the buckhead business association uh back uh in uh, or 30 years ago, more or less, uh, calling on the legislature. Well, first, the Georgia um, State University Geography Department to help us design boundaries. And uh, then through friends of mine at the state, we were able to get um, the Atlanta Regional Commission to actually adopt it as a a sub-market. And then um, from there, getting the legislature to endorse that. So it becomes, as far as we know, the only community and the state of Georgia has official boundaries as such. And so it, it took on identity then. And then we got the State Department of Transportation to put up signage at the entrances uh, to Buckhead <laughs> on all the state highways. And uh, one way after another, I mean, even till this day, I don't give an interview uh, to the uh, media uh, whether they want to talk about real estate, which I did, or talk about politics, which I did, or talk about <laughs> tourism, which I did. or or, or go into any other area where i may have some experience unless they also identify buckhead in Mm -hmm. the interview because that's what i do and that's what i focus
1: well i appreciate that looking at what we do out the windows i've lived in atlanta over 40 years you certainly have me at 90 plus but you know one of the things we're responsible for is telling the story about where we enjoy living where we take our family home where we are grazing our grandchildren where our where our churches are, and you're really proud of the fact that we have traffic in Buckhead every day of the week, Monday through. What's that story? Monday through
0: Friday because of well, uh, you know, we've got 1,500 retail units in Buckhead. We're the shopping mecca of the South. We've got um, uh, 5,300 hotel rooms in Buckhead. We've got uh, uh, 300 uh, places to eat and dine, uh, eat and drink and, uh, be merry and entertained. Uh, you know, we're the dining room of Georgia. We've got (laughs) 60 art galleries. In fact, uh, five dozen art galleries in Buckhead. It's like a city within a city. It's it's a great community and a great place to be, but we're
1: going to take a little bit of a break here. We're brought to you by the uh, Buckhead Business Association. We're made, this show is made possible by that, of course, and we're here in the Buckhead community where things are. Better and shiny every day because of people like Sam and folks uh, like the organization and all those people he's mentioned. We're also part of the pro business channel because our middle name is business. We partner with people who are being successful, and certainly we want to attract more of those to Buckhead every chance we get. So, if you live here, if you love here, if you work here, if you play here, you need to be in Buckhead. You need to be part of this process. So, let's let's roll back down to that time where you uh, did so many different things in Atlanta to help us. Back when many of us were small whippersnappers, but Sam, how do you fit with MARTA? I think that's one of your stories you might want to share with us.
0: Well, MARTA was uh, my baby, and uh, I certainly watch it uh, day in and day out when the trains go by and the buses as well, and I'm very pleased. I mean, really delighted today seeing other governmental entities uh, through uh, uh, throughout the area, counties and other uh, as well as the state of Georgia actually now looking uh, with favor on uh, mass transit and funding of it. And uh, this m- would make all the difference in the world was with- when we look for the needed expansion of uh, of public transportation. Well, thank thank goodness our voters are now beginning to pay attention to how alternate
1: sources of funding. Now, you not only have the Marta success during your time in politics, but you also have things like the Omni, which came to came to fruition during that point in time, as you said earlier, uh, having people understand and be educated and be transparent about the process. But you do need friends down to capital Capitol to make it work.
0: Yes, actually, <laughs> in the Omni, that was a real estate deal more than anything else. So my having had experience in real estate helped me uh, bring about the first in the country that we know of, of a, of a public facility being financed uh, without any tax money, uh, without any call on the taxpayer, even if a single ticket was never sold uh, in the uh, event, uh, in the venue, uh, that still there would be no call on the taxpayer uh, because of the way I was able to uh, arrange the uh, transaction with Tom Cousins who on the basketball team who had to have a, uh, a, a venue and uh, uh, I, I didn't want to take advantage of him, but I, uh, I, I was on the, on the negotiating team, you know, and uh, that's what it's all about is a sharp pencil where both sides feel satisfied. And, and it worked out where he got the uh, bonded uh, efforts that we could give in revenue bonds at a very low interest rate. And uh, we got in return his, his uh, pledge of, of um security where he already had income from adjacent parking decks mm-hmm. and so it was a very uh, positive arrangement uh, where i repeat if if he never sold a single ticket we still <laughs> wouldn't have to call on the taxpayers for the first 20 years he had to uh, manage it and fund it and maintain it and uh, he did and it's been a, it was a great success it allowed us to have the democratic national convention here it allowed us uh, to have the um uh, Olympics here by well, having that uh, venue. I know you're very proud of that
1: process and the things you put in place early in your in Back at Bud's Coke stand, probably <laughs> probably made some of those things happen. Now, uh, politics, you said you helped a friend get elected. You've got a, uh, an opportunity to serve and learn from the inside. But getting into Atlanta politics, boy, politics now in the state of Georgia as well as in Atlanta are a whole lot different. And you're part of that transition to things about single parties, nonpartisanship, all those sort of things.
0: I'd love for you to share a little bit about those because they're very powerful for our young folks as well as our older folks to be listening for. Well, uh, it's a bit of political trivia that uh, I find a lot of of, um, uh, politicians uh, and office holders today uh, uh, are not uh, aware took place. But back in the 50s, uh, you had to be nominated in a primary to get on the general election ballot. Uh, in the city uh, contest. Uh, that's for the Mayor, City Council, Board of Education, where uh, today you don't. It's nonpartisan, and you're not allowed to run uh, party labels on the ballot. And the reason for that is I felt at the time in the 1950s that uh, uh, it didn't make any difference whether you were a Democrat or Republican as to how you fill potholes and how you fixed uh, malfunctioning streetlights and so forth. So the normal city functions were nonpartisan and so the government managing it should be and so uh with the acquiescence of then mayor bill hartsfield i went to the state legislature and got them to change it so it's been nonpartisan ever since well we thank you for that we're i think we're very
1: proud of that because we we had this last election we saw the labels coming out but i like the labels to stay off because it it, you said where you graze your children and how you fix potholes doesn't really matter whether you wear Mm -hmm. one of those emblems on your chest anyway well you mentioned earlier uh, uh, someone who really helped you make this book, and I know people probably hopefully will go out and look at Charles McNair's work as well. But we want them to read the Sam Macell story, but you brought an interesting point across. I've had a chance to meet uh, Sandra, and I read in the book where she had been uh, an office manager of yours and, and actually helped form not only your company, but also helped another one of your uh, relatives uh, grow his business and uh obviously a very talented lady but you know talk about how important it is and we see this back from your time in the in the in the mayor's office alone the folks that you brought into office and helped to understand and, and make continuity smooth talk about well, that and that in business because that really is important to, the, to our listeners out there
0: well it certainly is important to all functions of life that you can't do it on your own you need a team and um Selecting the right people right now at the Buckhead Coalition, I have a gentleman named uh, 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 Garth Peters who uh, is just unbelievable in the in the support he gives me and the coalition as a whole. I had the same thing at City Hall in, in George Berry, who was my chief administrative officer there. And I can go down the list at different places where you pick one here and one there, and, and that makes all the difference in the world if you have uh, the person that you can depend on uh to 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 be to what they say uh be, be your back uh, uh watch your back and hold your back is a new <laughs> that's a relatively old, new term that, well i think
1: that, it's standing on the shoulders of others who help yeah. and uh, otherwise you will not be able to reach very high without others uh to help you out yes. i know that you've there's a lot of decisions in your life and as you said over nine decades of success uh at least maybe eight plus set decades of success what are some of the important decisions that you've uh, you've really had to make the tough calls on based on information from others or times or changing times that you've been part of?
0: Well, uh, you know, decisions become tough when you can't find the solution uh, <laughs> that otherwise they're easy. And um, uh, I, of course, uh, had many to make along the path uh, in uh, business and in uh, politics and civic service too and and we all take a quick second to point out there's just a fine line between civic service and politics i i, mm-hmm. I describe it as uh in civic service uh, they ask you, uh, will you serve on this committee or this uh, authority or this board? And they don't pay you anything. In <laughs> politics, you ask the public, will you let me serve you on this uh, committee or this uh, uh, convention or conference or whatever? And they pay you a stipend. So otherwise, there's so much alike. I mean, when I was president of the Atlanta Humane Society, you know, that wasn't a great deal difference than being president of the Atlanta City Council. Now, one was dogs and one was people. But, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, right. uh, otherwise uh, they, they were very similar in some of the functions and responsibilities. But I um, uh, don't know exactly where you were going with that question, but <laughs> I, I well, got off. Well,
1: uh, it, it was because it was back to important decisions and how yeah. we invest
0: our time. Well, let me tell you one decision that I made that comes okay. to mind very quickly. Because it seems so trite today, particularly where we've just uh, inducted the second uh, female mayor of the city of Atlanta, uh, is that uh, I appointed the first female to the Atlanta City Council. In 125 years, we didn't have a woman on city council. And uh, back then, under the charter of the city, the mayor had the power to fill vacancies on the city council. And I appointed a young lady named Panky Bradley who uh, did a real fine job. She was later reelected on her own. I didn't know her, but uh, when I had the vacancy, I told my staff, hey, uh, I'll put a woman on there uh, if we can find one, you know, who's qualified, who's in that district, and so forth. And they did, but uh, like I say, today that sounds so un- insignificant because you know we've had two female mayors, we've had majority females on the city council. But uh, back then it was a shock to people. They said, you know, where's she gonna go to the bathroom? I mean, really, they got in, uh, in arguments well, with. Fifty you. years but, uh, makes a difference. Sam. Yes, it surely does. <laughs> now, it surely one of other
1: one other item I I think was important. Uh, From my perspective, I'm a a previous personnel officer in a large organization as well, and I know how tough it is to get the qualified people in the right place at the right time for the right reason. And you made a very significant decision, I read in the book, about a personnel officer here in Atlanta while you were mayor. Would would you kind of recount,
0: you you mentioned his name earlier, Mr. Berry, bringing him in. Oh, he was uh, excellent uh, in his position and really made me look good. He, you know, I... <laughs> well, he's still making us all only, look good. Let me I'm help only, you with well. it. I'm only five and a half now, and uh, he made me at least six feet tall. <laughs> well, that putting again the right person we
1: we've seen books written only on that subject now but and play it again sam you've moved into the travel industry you you were the travel agent for many of the elite in atlanta people that you would made contacts with people that maybe you even grew up with in do many ago years ago you went off to the university of georgia twice as i remember so you you're rooting for the dogs right oh yes you can <laughs> bet you, on that and you, you've gone to law school here in Atlanta, so you've accumulated quite a lot of, of, of accolades. And I didn't want to read your bio because I think people should read it in the book with many things. But being a charter member of the Million Dollar Roundtable here in Atlanta, commercial real estate, having a transaction a year for multiple years, being the mayor of Atlanta uh, in a time when there's a lot of changes were going on starting a travel agency without being a travel agent before but certainly enjoying travel but then coming to Buckhead the the sleepy community helping find helping be part of the coalition over these years and bringing some of the real educational things that we need to be doing just like putting defibrillators in public spaces talk to us about some of those decisions and some of those forward thinking ideas that are part of your life
0: well uh, I'll I'll tell you one it was back in real estate because uh, I was proud to win the Alvin B. Cates trophy three times uh, from the real estate board the only person who ever did that that I know of. And um, that was the uh, award they gave for the Outstanding Deal of the Year, actually statewide. And um, mine was a, the uh, one that I wanted to reflect on now was a real estate deal in Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee, where I was developing a, a um, doctor's office building for clients of mine and they got the normal first mortgage and second mortgage, but they still needed more money. They mortgaged, um, they mortgaged the air conditioning and the elevators. I don't, I don't know how they did that. We if call
1: they, that cost segregation now. Yeah. And it's, you, you were, yeah, new if, they, to, if they had,
0: uh, defaulted you know, some of I guess they'd take the elevators out, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they still needed money. And, uh, I came up with the idea that, uh, was the finishing, uh, successful, a uh, movement to make this work i sold the tenants debenture bonds uh, they were doctors and here was uh, a way they could in effect loan the developers some money right they got a high interest rate i think it was 7% at that time and it was secure because if we didn't pay the interest, they just didn't pay their rent. That's right. And so they had an ironclad uh, mm-hmm. uh, way to uh, make some money and uh, help bring the building to fruition. Well, that, that was a business and decision, as yes. you said, to, to have so a place to practice. Medicine. It worked well. Only only downtown on downside to it is the, the developers never uh, were able to pull any money out of it because <laughs> they had so many mortgages to pay, but uh, monthly. But uh, it was a way to bring it about that building still stands there on macaulay avenue at palmetto in chattanooga oh such a good street such a good street
1: now with four careers or many careers including buddy's uh, coke stand including politics including travel including the bucket coalition is there something that you would cut top two or three accomplishments you would put up on the top of the pedestal for us today about people aspiring to do things like like maybe sam did
0: of course uh if i want to zero in on a legacy. Uh, I think it's that of being the chairman, so to speak, being the, the captain of the team to steer uh, Atlanta through its transformation from uh, a, an all-white power structure uh, to a predominantly black city government uh, peacefully. That's the operative word there. The, uh, other cities had to do that, too, but they had so many problems that uh, they suffered for it. And in our case, uh, we were able to do it peacefully, and uh, it was not by accident. It took a great deal of uh, care and sensitive attention to all of the parties involved. And some of them are still around, like Andy Young. Uh, Ambassador Young was a very important uh, key person in that period to help bring uh, people together for me when I was uh, mayor of Atlanta. Well, if I may, even this last uh,
1: season, when we had the most recent issues that challenged race here in the city, I think many of the, of the, of the flagstones or footstones you put down the trading and the, and the things that we have happened in Atlanta over the last 70 years, actually, uh, made us not have a riot in our streets. We didn't have as many windows broken. We certainly didn't have fires, and we did, certainly didn't have people destroying their future lives. Thank you for that. Yes, that well, is, a, that you, is a great accomplishment. Thank you, Michael. Uh, we've, we've, not, we've not covered all 200 pages of the book. I think it's a little short of that, but certainly some interesting things. Sam, uh, we want to honor you from the from the standpoint of talking about what this book's all about and play it again. Sam, is certainly a, a bookshelf item many people need to have. We do thank you for being with us. Is there a, closing comments you would like to make about being a co-author of a book or a storyteller of the book or a distributor of the book or you do a great job of autographs by the way <laughs> i thank you for my personal autograph you Thank too you. can go on Amazon, get your book, and if yes. you call Michael Moore, he'll he'll might set up a point for you. <laughs>
0: yes, well, you can definitely uh, still acquire copies uh, through Amazon uh, or uh, at Barnes and Noble at the Peach Shopping Center in Buckhead, uh, or f- directly from the publisher Mercer University Press in Macon, Georgia, or from my office if necessary <laughs> at the Buckhead Coalition. At any rate, uh, if you Uh, purchase one and one an autograph yeah all you have to do is call my office and uh if i'm in i'll invite you in to uh, have it autographed because that doesn't take much effort from either one of us and i'm glad to do so i'm proud and it's uh I'm a little bashful about it, but you see, I, I'm <laughs> willing to stand up to the task. It's a
1: it's a great story. We certainly with that. Now, you know, we're all we're always looking at places to see, and as you said, they can stop by. And you're in Tower Place. You're in one of those 1975 era buildings that came to Buckhead and is is still here. And we put green lights on it now to make it more appropriate.
0: Yes, I have to tell you a quick story about that. Charlie Ackerman was a developer of it. Charlie was a friend of mine in who I hired when he first came to Atlanta uh, as an agent at Allen Grayson Realty Company. Taught me everything I knew. He learned a lot more than that <laughs> and uh, became very successful. He just passed away not too long yep. ago, unfortunately. But at the time, I broke ground on Tower Place Building for Charlie in 1973, and his exact words uh, was, "Sam." Do you think anybody will be able to top this? Now I sit there in <laughs> uh, in this twenty nine story building where my office is located, and I look at window the one, one the sovereign, which is fifty stories, you that's know. right. Did anybody top it? Hell, they they topped it in every direction. I can't see anything because of the skyline <laughs> that he started, and uh, he's due the credit for that. And people along the path of life all make a contribution, and it's it's wonderful to tie it all together and enjoy it and and uh, see the benefits that, that accrue to us each. Well,
1: I know this is a great book. I want to give you a plug. Uh, uh, also, there's one other book you produce every year, and you actually help provide the marketing for that book because you've sold an awful lot of guidebooks over the
0: last 30 years, right? Yes, uh, we started doing that uh, 22, 23 years ago, as I recall. And uh, the uh, uh, something I recommend to one and all, you can get it to it at, um, no, at bookstores uh, at, at book it's uh, $6 I think uh, if you buy one of those and you don't think you got your money's worth let me know I'll buy it back from you even though we don't take any money for it it normally would be a profit center for for a nonprofit but we publish it on purpose to disseminate the information and no no fluff in it. it is all facts and figures uh, it's four books in one, tourism, relocation, and economic development, and the overview, of course, uh, of the community. And um, it's, it's uh, the Bible for realtors and politicians and journalists and newcomers. So uh, I promise you, if you pick up a copy, it comes out annually the last Wednesday in January. And um, it's a very impressive book. We uh, put a lot of effort into putting it together. And and, and then we require the publisher who does sell ads in it to give some of that money to other nonprofits. Uh, This year it'll be $9,000 we've uh, allotted from his revenue that'll uh, be given to other nonprofits. And they identified on the masthead and it's only talking about the masthead, uh, which is, you know, at the first part of the book, like all of the public periodicals and other publications. Uh, it's the only one you'll ever see where it says you can copy anything you that's want. Right. We don't want your first but or, you know, any, uh, uh, don't even uh, call cost. us. Just tell yeah. somebody else part of the story. Yeah, that's absolutely. what we're all that's about here. In Buckhead. Yeah.
1: Now, Sam, there's always things going on in Buckhead. Uh, you're very familiar with all the community activities here, but is there anything special you'd like to close out with our listeners talking about the, uh, the activities going on in Buckhead over the next couple of months? Uh,
0: well, um, The uh, Buckhead Coalition is having its annual uh, (laughs) uh, meeting in January. The Buckhead Business Association is having its annual meeting in in, January. This month. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of wonderful nonprofits uh, in Atlanta. Um, We invite the heads of all of them to our annual meeting uh, and are proud to salute them. Uh, And as soon as they leave the, the room, we start competing with them, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, what's uh, fair in uh, war is fair in um, civic right. uh, competition. Well,
1: you're in association management now, and that's a whole different breed than regular politics or regular business. And we all know that. Also, I want to just remind everybody, and remind you, if you if we didn't make it totally clear, we've been live on Twitter today. We've been live on Facebook. We've been we're on YouTube. You're going to see this product posted. And one thing I do want to make people aware of out there: we are brought to you as a uh, made possible by by the, the Buckhead Business Association. And that guidebook you talked about, if they want to get one absolutely free... They can become a member of the BBA, and you're courteous enough to donate some of those each year to the BBA members because we do make the basis of Buckhead where we live, we love, we work,
0: we play here. Yes, and uh, I highly recommend involvement in BBA. Uh, As you mentioned earlier, I'm I'm a former president of that, and my son is a former president. Uh, It's a a very worthwhile organization. Uh, It's a beginning place for leadership in our community, uh, in our city for that matter, and um it's uh, very uh, inexpensive to belong. Uh, for the dues and the uh, weekly meetings they have, which are very informative. And um, we uh, highly recommend membership in the BBA. And if you're looking for information on the Buckhead Business Association or the Buckhead 50 Club or any of the other organizations, even the Buckhead Coalition, go to the guidebook. The, go to the guidebook, <laughs> and there's a page that will tell you a little bit about each one of those organizations and how to join and when they meet and where and so
1: forth. Well, Sam, you've given me one new goal today. I've, I've got this presentation. I've known you for years. I've known your son, Sam, uh Steve, Steve, for years. And uh I've been, had the chance over the last year to meet Graham. And And I'll make a commitment. I think that he should be the third generation to be president of the Buckhead Business Association in the future. Since yeah. he's in
0: commercial real estate, he's certainly followed in the right footsteps, right? I, I told him he had to be a member of BBA if he wanted to come back to see me. So. <laughs> he,
1: uh, he is now. We've got him on our roster. And actually, Sam, you mentioned Buckhead 50 Club. He's actually committed that he was going to be a, become a regular and become a member there as well. So thank you for your... uh gentle reminding of him that he we all need to do the things which are important now for the reasons that we will see in the future. So it has been a pleasure to be with you today. It's been an honor to be with you here at the Pro Business Channel, and thank you for your service, not only to this community, but to our city here in Atlanta. I'm Michael Moore. It has been a pleasure to be with you today. I do hope you will listen to this podcast. I do hope you will send this podcast on to other folks, and I do hope you will be part of the success we continue to have here in the community of Buckhead. Thank you, Mr.
0: Russell Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on board and Thanks for the broadcasting, the the media um, the dissemination of information to our community is so important to building it, and having a radio show like this uh, makes a big dent, and I appreciate that. It's very meaningful. Well, thank you, Mayor.
1: Have a blessed day
0: and a great week. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.